Father, we thank you again this morning for the entrance of your word that always brings light and gives understanding to the simple. Precious Father, as we begin to study and get into your word, we ask for insight. Holy Spirit, open our understanding. Cause the teaching of the word of God to be easy. Give understanding to the hearers. Let everyone have an encounter of you again this morning. And let the name of Jesus Christ be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. This is the second Sunday in the month of October. And today I just want to share a few things this morning as we continue to learn about our kingship, sonship, and authority. There's a small dimension I want to I want to share with us this morning that's a little bit different but connected. And I want us to read from Mark chapter number eight. Let's, let's go to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, we're going to read from verse 1 to verse 9. And it reads, In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him and said unto them, I have compassion on the multitude. Because they have not me for three days and have nothing to eat. Verse 3. And if I send them away fasting their own house their own houses, they will faint by the way, for drivers of them came from far. And his disciples answered him, From whence can we can a man? Satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness. Hmm. Verse 5. And he asked them, How many loaves have ye? And they said, Seven. And he commanded the people to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and gave thanks and break and gave to the his disciples to eat before them, to set before them. And they did set before them, before the people. Verse 7. And they had a few small fishes, and he blessed and commanded to set forth before them also. Verse 8. So they did eat, and were filled, and they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets. Praise God. Verse 9. And they that had eaten were about 4,000 and he sent them away. Praise God. There are two powerful scriptures, two powerful lessons to draw from this place. One I would have liked to call Compassion Compels the Miraculous. Compassion compels the miraculous. Because Jesus had compassion, the miraculous was set in motion. Praise God. What did I say? Compassion compels the miraculous. Compassion compels the miraculous. Now Jesus has been preaching and teaching this people for the past three days. Some of them didn't have food to eat. 
And you know the irony? They were with him in the wilderness. Praise God. They were with him in the wilderness. And when he had finished teaching and preaching to them, he needed to move on. But he said, look, it is not good that I send this people back home hungry. Jesus is a realist. He's a realist. That means he's somebody who understands situations and circumstances. He does not always spiritualize things. Ah, you know, you can go and find your way. He analyzed their situation and he said three, four, a few things he identified. One, he said, these people have been with me for three days. How many days? Three days. And it's also, many of them have not eaten. How did he know? They have not eaten. So Jesus took note of the fact that these people have not eaten. Okay? They have not had anything to eat for three days. And they've been here listening to me, feeding their spirit, but their body has not been fed. He took notice. He also said, look, many of them also came from very far places to come and join me in the wilderness to hear the words that I have to teach them. And he said, look, if I let them go without food, some of them may faint along the way. They become more physically drained. They have, they, have, they, have, they have been spiritually empowered, but their physical body is no longer strong because they have not had food for about three days. Praise God. Just like when you fast. When you fast, your spirit is strengthened, but your body is weak. Jesus knew that if he sends them away, so yeah, you we should go back to your place. We are praying. We believe God. I know God will supply. May God meet your needs in Jesus' name. He said, if I send them like that, some of them might faint along the way. Praise God. Jesus took particular notice of their situations and circumstances, and he decided to do something about it. They are not the one that asked Jesus to give them food. Praise God. They didn't ask Jesus for anything. They did not ask Jesus for anything. But Jesus himself took notice of their circumstances and did what? Decided to do something about it. How many times do you see people's situations and do something about it without them asking you? He said, compassion does what? Compels what? The miraculous. The mystery of compassion is that anytime you, you are, you are, compassion is actually love in action. Because it is not enough to say you love someone. What have you done? What steps have you taken in the person's situation and circumstance that is difficult? What have you done? Do you just say, okay, ah, may God bless you. Jesus did something to deal with their situation. Compassion does what? Compels the miraculous. How did compassion compel the miraculous? He now asked his disciples, Look at this. What are we going to do? They were in the wilderness. People were not selling bread. Nobody is in the wilderness. And I asked them, okay, you, you have something in your pot. You know, you have something to eat. How much, how, your own food stock, how much, how many, how much do you still have in reserve? They said, ah, we too, we are in lack of. We only have what? Seven loaves of bread. They said, how can we use seven loaves of bread to feed 7,000 people? Because they are still acting in the physical. Jesus 
had compassion. The disciples did not have compassion on this. They're only talking about this, the smallness of what they have. The smallness of what they had. But Jesus had compassion on these people and he felt that, look, there's something we can do. Everybody said there's something you can do. Jesus felt that there's something that he can do. And he, because he had compassion on those people, the supernatural was kicked into action. How did it start? It's okay, bring what you have. And when they brought the seven loaves, Bible said he took them and thanked God for them. Praise God. What did he do? He blessed it. Father, we thank you for this bread. Seven loaves of bread. Thank you for what you're going to do to feed 4,000 people. We don't know how you're going to do it, but this is what we have. We give it into your hand. However it is, just take it. And Jesus said, share it to the people. If it were involved with it, seven loaves of bread. 4,000 people, you begin to share. But see the miracle. Compassion did what? Compelled what? The miraculous. As we are breaking the bread, the bread was multiplied. As we are sharing, the bread was miraculous. As we are sharing the bread, the bread was multiplying. As we are sharing the bread, the bread was multiplying. Praise God. Number one lesson here. Compassion compels the miraculous. There's so much to say on that. Anytime you have compassion towards people, Bishop Oyedogo used to say that if you have it in your hand, God will put it in your If you have it in your heart, God will put it in your hand. Let it be in your heart to even do good to people. Even if you don't have what it takes, even if you don't have anything now, be, let it be in your heart. Look, I want to bless this man. I want to bless him. I want to do something good. If you have it in your heart, God will put it in your Compassion compels the miraculous. Praise God. Now, beyond that, disciples were saying, hmm, we only have seven loaves. God will always ask you, what do you have? What is in your hands? Many of us will say, I don't have anything. How much do you have? I don't have anything. The beauty of life is that God has made it possible that everybody has something. Say, I have something. At any point in time, you have something. You have, you may have money, money, time, talent, presence, presence or availability. You have what? Money. You have time. You have what? Talent. You have what? Presence or availability. At any point in time in your life, you have one of these, or you can have all of it. You have money. You may have two hundred naira in your pocket. That's all God wants from your hand. To use it to multiply and do things. Never say I don't have anything. In your bank account, you may have only one thousand naira. You may have only five hundred naira. Someone asks you how much? I don't have anything. Many of you use your mouth to make your pocket keep going empty and empty and empty because you say you don't have anything. 
what do you have? Maybe you don't, okay, let's say you don't even have money. Let's say you don't even have any fiscal currency. That's okay. Because sometimes you don't even have fiscal money. But you have time. Would anybody say I don't have time? You have time. Okay, even if you say I'm too busy, I don't have time. I'm very busy. Okay? You have talent. Everybody God has created has given them talent. Presence means you are available to do something. Everybody has this thing by time. Question is, how many of these are you making available to use it to bless people or to use it to promote the kingdom service? How many of these ones are you making available? It's not being available doesn't mean coming to church. You can come to church as a religious activity, as something you've been doing every Sunday will come to church. That is a religious activity. But apart from just coming to church as a coming to church on Sunday, what else are you doing? God has given you all these things. Which one are you using for kingdom promotion and advancement? Disciples said, we have only seven rules. It's okay. Bring what you have. What you have is a point of contact for God to multiply. Praise God. God has not left anybody without anything. God has not left you stranded. God has not left you stranded at any time. Concerning kingdom assignment, you are never stranded. There's always something you have. Praise God. At any point in time concerning God, concerning kingdom service, at any point in time, there's something you have. So don't ever say, I don't have anything. When you say you don't have anything, you lie against God and against yourself. There's something you have that God wants to use to do things. When God, when Moses had an encounter with God in the wilderness, in the burning bush, what did he ask him? What is in your hand? What was in his hand? Rod that he used to uh, pursue animals. All, like all these, um, you see these people are pursuing, carrying animals all over the place. That's the kind of thing he has, stick. He said, Moses, what do you have here? What I have is stick. Okay, that stick you have, or you throw it on the ground. You throw it on the ground, it turns into snake. He said, that becomes your instrument of oppression. Praise God. That becomes what? Your instrument of what? Oppression. So, that thing that you have, it could be one shoe. It could be a cloth. That thing you have could be what God is looking for to activate miracle, to take you to the next level. So don't ever despise yourself and say, I don't have anything. Anytime you say, I don't have anything, you are only lying against God and against yourself. Praise God. Now, question is, do you remember, do you recognize that you have something? If you know you have something, how many of these things that you have, you bring it to kingdom service? God has never left any of us stranded. And that is why on the last day, he will ask you, what did you do with the things that I gave to you? You say, I didn't give you, I didn't have money. So really, you think it's only about money? You had time, you had talent. I needed you to be available for something. Available to clean the church. 
available to sing in choir. Available to go for evangelism. Where are you available? Blessing, where are you available? To clean the church. Praise God. Is it where are you available? So there is something you have. You say, I don't have money. Hey, no problem. But there's something you have. Everybody say, I have something. Take a look at all these things, these four things. At any point in time, you have something. Never ever use your mouth to say, I don't have anything. In church, we say we are needing one million naira. Give what you have. You say you don't have anything. When you say you don't have anything, you lie. You have something. And whatsoever you have that you bring to God's attention, He will use that and multiply it. God has not left any one of us, what? Stranded. At every point in time, there's something you have that God wants to use to multiply and to do a miracle. Your money is a point of contact for miracle. Your time is a point of contact for miracle. Your talent is a point of contact for God to do miracle. Your presence, the fact that you even show up, there's a program you show up, God wants to use that as a miracle. Because your presence can cause other people to come. Because you came, somebody said, ah, because you were there, me too, I want to go. That is it. And that person make, that come because of you can be the one God has been trying to bring, call his attention to the kingdom. So, at any point in time in this life, you have something. Praise God. Now, disciples, we are still thinking that what they had is so small compared to the number of people. But God does not see like that. You may say, ah, the little thing I have, what can he do? Bring it first. Bring it. Bring it to the hands of the master. Bring it. Say, Lord, I offer this to you. Use it. You will see how God will multiply that thing that you have brought to him. He's the one that gave it to you in the first place. But he's just looking at it. Just like when you're a child, you give a child biscuits. After buying the biscuit, give it to the child. Say, give me some. The child will put the biscuit at the back. He doesn't want to give it. Meanwhile, you're the one that bought the biscuit for him. That's what many of you do. God has given you money, given you time, given you talent. Eh? But now say, bring part of it, let's walk. He said, no. Uh, how can I bring it? You want to use your talent to go and stop the world. What talent do you have that God has given to you to serve the kingdom? You can use your talent all your time Floating from here, running from here to run from here to scatter, serving the purpose of the world, but not serving God's purpose. Many people, many Christian people are like that. Using all their time to serve the worldly agenda, serving their career, serving their profession. Is it wrong to serve those things? No. Except your career and your uh, your, your 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 profession is aligned as we established the other day, except you are also promoting God's kingdom through those platforms. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time, wasting your resources, wasting divine resources. Praise God. May the Lord help you. Remember we said, compassion does what? Compels the miraculous. Compassion compels the miraculous. Once you have it in your heart to be a blessing to the body of Christ, 
Once you have it in your hand to be a blessing to that brother or that sister, once you have it in your hand to be a blessing to that man or that woman, that family, once you have it in your heart to be a blessing to your nation, to your community, God will organize situations and circumstances for that to be made possible through you. Praise God. Compassion compels what? The miraculous. You. If you want to live in the miraculous, begin to walk in the realm of compassion. If you want to live in the realm of miraculous, begin to walk what? In the realm of what? Compassion. May the Lord help you. Let's be on our feet. As you begin to say, Lord, cause me to be a man of compassion that feels the feelings of other people, that stands in the gap for them and with them, helping them see me in their shoes, feeling what they feel. Bible says we do not have a high priest who is not unconcerned with the feelings of our infirmity, but he himself passed through the things we're passing through, and he knows how to overcome, and he knows how to help us, and he knows how to stand in the as you feel what people are feeling, as you put yourself in their shoes and say, if it were me, how will I feel? If it were me, what would I be going through? And because of that, you want to help them. Jesus took a look at the situation and circumstances of this people that have been with him for three days. He said, if I send them back to their home, some of them may faint in their way. I want to say, Lord, help me. Put in my heart again, restore to my heart again the compassion that causes miracles to flow through me. The compassion that makes miracles possible through me, that your name alone may be glorified. Lord, thank you, because you are a God of miracles. You are a God of miracles. Because you are a God of compassion, you feel the feelings of people. You, are, you, you, you get yourself into their shoes, and you're able to help them. Thank you, Father, for helping me. Even I give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, may the Lord help you. To begin to walk in the realm of compassion. That you desire to see miracles in your life. Begin to turn your heart to compassion. And you see you walking in miracles. The thing is so, walking miracles. You can only walk miracles when you walk in the realm of compassion. The Lord bless you and establish you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.